When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Let me first say happy Easter to those who celebrate the holiday. I hope you had a great time with you and yours, and I'm glad you have a chance to spend it with your BTSC family. And that is me, Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer from Behind the Steel Curtain, and Britsburg Owen, Owen David, the voice from Across the Pond which it's past midnight, and I'm keeping this fella up late. Owen, what is going on? I'm good, thank you, buddy. Happy Easter to everyone who celebrates uh, over in America, because it's still Easter Sunday in America, I think, isn't it? I think. Yeah. <laughs> it, time it's, zones, man. Yeah, it's 8.10 for me. It's bedtime for you. I'm keeping you up. <laughs> so okay. I appreciate your dedication. And you've been showing up here and there at BTSC lately, and it's great to hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, loving it. I thank loving. Thank you for all the opportunities. Yeah, just a bit of bad language. Did uh, touch down under with Matty Peverell and now this. So yeah, it's really good to be t- talking all things black and gold. Love talking, to, love talking Steelers and um, try and talk it to my family. But my family are a bit like, what are you on about? <laughs> I I understand. So we have some we have some people over in England that we consider family. That they are family, and we five years ago today was easter sunday and we spent we were over in let's see we were in brighton we were in brighton at the time but uh we were staying in amersham the week before but so they uh we kind of do this thing i take them Steeler, pirates penguins and even i'll throw in orioles stuff because i'm okay with orioles i'll i'll take that stuff to them and they give me west ham united so am i okay we're in west ham is that is that a bad thing that's fine with me. No, that's fine. My my English soccer team is Sunderland. Um, so as long as you're not a Newcastle fan, you're okay. All right, that that <laughs> sounds good. Because now, have you caught Ted Lasso over there? I haven't actually. I've seen. I saw the uh, like the clip he did when he was like coaching Tottenham Hotspur. But that's all I've seen. I haven't actually seen it. To be honest with you. So he's actually they're they're coaching a fictional team called um, Richmond. Yeah. And but there's a. Uh, there's so many other teams that I think they play Tottenham and uh, now the bad guys are West Ham. And when I told my, my uh, family over there about uh, West Ham being the bad guys, they just started to laugh. I'm like, see, I finally, cause I have the gear, I have West Ham gear. And then 
they're they're making fun of me so uh, uh but everybody over here goes what in the world are you wearing west ham for i'm like that's it's family it's my team <laughs> i know nothing about them but that's my team and that's the way it's supposed to be and speaking of which i know nothing about them but for the last 12 minutes the pittsburgh maulers are back for the first time in 38 years do you have any recollection of the pittsburgh maulers I don't know. No, I have no recollection of Pittsburgh Maulers or any of that stuff. Just sole focus on the NFL for me. <laughs> they, they had a cool color scheme. You know, look, the USFL was very good back then. And one of the reasons it was good because you had half of the college players, the Steve Youngs, the wow. uh, Steve Youngs, Herschel Walker. They were all they were going over there first. And they were playing over there. Jim wow. Kelly was over there first. And so it was a very competitive league. They just don't have that right now. So I think it it might struggle, but I can't wait. I'm not watching it right now, but I'm recording it. And as soon as I get there, I'm going to, as soon as we get off here, I'm going to go record bad language. And then I'm going to watch me some Mahler football. It's not the same as Steeler football. But it's great. And before I get to uh, the Q&A part of our show, get your questions ready and throw them in the live chat. This is your show, my friends. But I need to talk about our contest and our good friend, Dave Schofield, BTSC editor. I'm just going to bring this up. Our contest for the draft party tickets going to start on Wednesday with Let's Ride. So we're going to have six designated shows that you have got to listen to. And you've got to you've got to agree to go to this. And if you win the tickets, you've got to go get a picture with Big Bro Sco. That's even that's even bigger. So that's the big thing. And you know, you might be able to con Big Bro Sco to buy you a souvenir cup of something or a pretzel. You can work <laughs> on that. I don't know if he will. I'm not sure if he will. We don't pay him enough, but. Uh, He's a lovely man. First time I ever hung out with Big Brosco was at a Steelers-Buffalo game back in 2019. Uh, we don't want to talk about that game, but it was great because first time I got to see Tony Defio in person. And I got to meet some people from the live chat as well. So it's really special. Dave and I went down, met Big Bro, met Big Bro's daughter. It was it was a really fun time. I I haven't hung out at a game with Kyle yet. So that maybe that's next year. But Owen, have you ever been to a Steelers game? I've never been to it. No, I've never, I've never actually even been to America. I've just always watched it on telly or um, like once I got like uh, Sky and everything else, like watch the games live up until like two, three, four, five in the morning. So you were talking last week and I believe it was 1988 when you discovered yeah. the Steelers. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that was one of the worst seasons ever, but I love that team. I uh, I remember that team very well. Yeah. I was a senior in high school at the time, and there were some exciting things. What one thing that that team did? A lot of people don't realize. I believe they ended five and eleven, but they won three out of their last four to screw up one of the best drafts ever. A draft that included Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders, Dion Sanders, Derek Thomas. I I know I miss I'm missing another one in there, but it it was so chock full of goodness, and they ended up with two first round picks, and they yeah. picked Tom Ricketts, but first they picked 
Tim Worley, and neither one of those worked out. But the draft is funny. You know, the draft is funny. You never know what's going to happen year to year. Now, tell me about that 1988 season and why that team was one of the worst in the last 50 years. Why did you jump on with these guys? So, um, first, 88 was when I started watching. There was a highlights package on Channel 4. Uh, Mick Luckhurst was the guy who was presenting it. I think he was a kicker with the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, uh, Mick Luckhurst. Um, so just got into the NFL, really enjoyed watching it and thought, well, you know, I've got to pick a team now. So I'm a bit of a history nerd, a bit of a history buff. So I went back, looked over the history. You know, it had been easy to go and support like the 49ers because they won the Super Bowl or the, all the history and everything else. But went away, did some research, really liked the Steelers' past history. Um, you know, all the... The Chuck Nolly of the 70s of Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Mean Joe Green, loved all that. Um, so read all that history, got into that, and then loved the black and gold colours as well. So just decided to go with the Steelers. <laughs> That's that is awesome. Now let me ask you this. You are not allowed to say Rod Woodson. Okay. Who was your favorite player from that 1988 team? Oh, good question. Um, I would say prob- probably have a think think back bobby brister was cool i had a little bit of bobby brister um and that answers brian brown's question was that bobby brister or was that graham graham didn't come until actually believe it or not graham didn't come until 12 years later or maybe uh, the 99 team either 99 or 2000 so would have taken a while for graham also loved yeah louis lips as well lips was the guy too number 83 yeah i was a bubby guy i i had a bubby poster until recently so that's great so what we're going to do on this show we're going to go ahead and ask our live chat to take over man we've been programming shows all week long we want you we want you the live chat to go ahead and fill up the next 21 minutes of this show with your questions most everything is on the board. Uh, we even had a question about Shrek last week, which was great. Yes, I, I like Shrek. And then I, I was listening to Jeff's show, and that same gentleman asked Jeff if he likes Shrek. So, I mean, let's have fun with this. That's what this is. This is the off season. Now, in season, we're going to be talking about this is the spot for the postgame show. Yeah. So, now, let me ask you this. Um. Vodka drinker. Let's bring up vodka drinker. I haven't heard from VD for a while. Um, Bubby Brister was quarterback on first Tecmo Bowl for Steelers. I did not know that. That's really awesome. So George says, are USFL players available to pick up after their season? Yeah, I, I believe this is going to be just like the XFL when these guys are free game. And there's a local kid named Satterfield that really showed up yesterday. I don't know whether it was for Birmingham or Jersey, but it was he looked really good. And that is a local kid I was reading about today. I'll let you take this one here. It's Brian Brown, a good friend of the show. Do you think the Steelers have a decent chance of being the number one defense, Owen? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. If you look at that, look at that defense, look at that front seven. It is, it's scary proper scary i mean as long as stefan to comes back obviously but you know your front three cam tyson stefan and then the, the linebackers you've got obviously the two in the middle miles jack and De- uh, devin bush those two really remind me of um 
some David and someone else, the guys who were the inside linebackers for Tampa Bay this season. They won the Levante David and yeah. Devin Lloyd. Yeah, just because of the speed, the speed of getting around. And obviously then Alex and TJ. So front seven, scary. Um, Minka, a safety, brilliant. And, and uh, to be honest with you, I think Akello Witherspoon and Levi Wallace will do a pretty decent job at cornerback. It's just that strong safety. But yeah, we've definitely got a good chance of being an awesome D, I think. Very good. And, you know, if they shore up that cornerback position, that they could be even better. And Javier says, asks, how would you feel if we took a cornerback in the first round? I think that, I, seriously, I noticed, I know Steeler Nation have this, uh, get the heebie-jeebies and the, is it the yips about uh, us picking cornerbacks after Artie Burns, but there's so much depth in that cornerbacks going to the draft. I'd, I wouldn't mind them picking up someone like Derek Stingley or Andre Booth Jr. would be my personal choice. Andre Booth Jr., I think, is a future cornerback one. No, no doubt, he's absolute quality. Over over a guy like uh, Derek Stingley Jr. I think boot. I think the only thing that concerns me about Stingley is just the all the injuries that he's had. And if you look back at his stats, you know, okay, listen, the thing is the 20, 2019, he's got some pretty impressive stats and some pretty impressive tape, but there's not a lot in 2020. And obviously in 2021, there's hardly anything with all his injuries. So his injury history does worry me slightly. You know, I have made no bones about this that I don't believe in the Steelers' cornerback curse and the uh, inability to pick a cornerback. I, I really don't. And I think if one of these guys is there, with I feel this is a pretty deep first round and something we're going to talk about. Owen's going to join me tomorrow in the new time slot for Bad Language, where we talk about not being desperate about this draft. The next question is from Justin Benjamin. It kind of plays into that, Owen. It's like, who would you take? So who are you going to take at number 20 is his question. And before we get on with that, the reason it's not a desperate draft is because the Steelers addressed a lot in free agency. And I kind of feel like they can get not only pick for 2022, but they can pick for way beyond that as well with a lot of their needs being met just a, about a month ago absolutely yeah i agree with that but i agree with that bad there's there's only certain positions where we just need to add to but yeah i think colbert did a brilliant job in setting this team up to go into this into his final draft for definite he did a fantastic job all right this is not a question but i've got to bring her up because i have not seen this avatar in a while it's just me one of our favorites here just saying hey family so nice to see just me in here great to see you i like i said we're I'm just going to say where you've been. That's my Q&A. Love just me. One of You're all one of my favorites. But when somebody's not on for a while, I, I kind of get worried. <laughs> yeah. George men mentions, now George asked the question before, and his question was uh, about if we're able to pick up players from the USFL in any NFL team. And he says, I like the running back from the Gamblers, the Houston Gamblers. That was Jim Kelly's team, by the way. Thompson, he is a beast. Now, I'm going to have to look more into him. Now, the Steelers, now this was, my gosh, what was the name of that league? It was uh, the A, oh my gosh, it was, they picked up Cameron Kelly from uh, like the American League of Football. No, that would be ALF, so that's not a league. <laughs> Somebody tell me what the name of that league was. It, it was just about four years ago. It didn't pan out, but they picked up, a guy that made the team 
And here and there, some some fellas make teams. I remember there was a quarterback that ended up in Carolina from the XFL of two years ago. So you would you never know. You never know. So here's yeah. a question that you might not know the answer to. That's because there is not an answer yet, but it's our good friend Reginald Rivers. What's the name of the team Heinz Ward is going to be coaching for? Do you know that answer? I don't know. But I know Rod Woodson's coaching as well, isn't he? Yes. Year. So there are, in Jim Hazlitt, who was a defensive yeah. coordinator, and Reggie Barlow from Pitt, who was also had a cup of coffee in camp. So of the eight teams they're going to have, the eight teams that they assigned, you know, there's going to be a lot of black and gold influence there. I do not believe that they're going to have a team in Pittsburgh because a lot of these teams exist from two years ago. Uh, they have not been assigned as of no. yet. The way the USFL did it, they assigned Todd Haley to Tampa Bay, who the Maulers are playing yeah. tonight, and three other coaches. Then they waited to uh, assign the other four coaches. So really interesting. And if you're wondering how you can go see the Steelers and where they're going to be playing in Pittsburgh, this year they're not. Excuse me, not the Steelers, the Maulers. Maulers. None of these teams are playing in their home city except for the Stallions because all of the games are going to be in Birmingham, Alabama this year as they put everything together. So that is going to be really interesting. Um, Greg W., this is a great question. A lot of people are wondering about this. Will Minka and Flores get on the same page? They're talking about Minka Fitzpatrick, Brian Flores. They were together not long, but they were together for a little over a season in Miami until Minka wanted out. And something you've got to remember about this, Owen, is the fact that this is the team that Brian Flores accuses the ownership of Miami for wanting to go ahead and tank games. So with that being said, that might have been part of the problem there. But what's your thoughts about Minka and Flores together in black and gold? I'm, I think it'll work out fine. I'm really excited about having Brian Flores on board. I think he's what he brings to the team, you know, the way... I mean, I think a lot, a lot of people seem to forget is that he was in all but name. He was the defensive coordinator of that Patriots team that um, held the Rams to Rams in that Super Bowl to only three points, wasn't it? So I think there's a lot of rubbish spoken about his relationship with Minka. I think, Mink, yes, Minka wasn't used in his best role in Miami, but I think it a lot around the fact the rest of the team weren't up to scratch and the rumours going around that... Um, what was the, I can't remember the guy's name now who owns the Miami Dolphins, was trying to get them to throw games so they could tank. So Flores, I think, will bring so much to the Steelers' D this year. And I think Minka, anyway, will be primarily working with Terrell Austin anyway, because I think Terrell Austin will still have an eye, uh, an eye over the defensive back. So I think I can't, I can't see the bit of problem between the two of them. And I think they will be on the same page and they'll do a, a, fa a fantastic job. The defense is just going to be awesome this year. I also have a feeling that that has already been addressed. That's mm. I'm not surprised if they call up Minka Fitzpatrick and say, "Hey, we're bringing in Brian Flores." What are your thoughts? Not not meaning that that's going to change everything, but at least to let him know so he's not just seeing it on the internet and reading it in the papers yeah. or listening to it on BTSCs. I'm sure Minka is a huge BTSC fan. At least we're hoping. So let's ask this question. Richard Adamson says, hello, everyone. Do you think O-line could be in this draft? I I think I 
I still I still like to see them get some depth at tackle. That does still worry me slightly. Um, Dan Moore, not so much. I think Dan Moore will continue to develop this year, and he'll, uh, he made strides forward last year. I'm still a little bit concerned about Chukes. I think he's not aggressive enough. I mean, that may get better working with Pat Meyer. I don't know. But but I don't think they'll go high on offensive tackle. I think they'll do what they did last year and pick a tackle later on. Um, maybe someone like Spencer Burford in one of the later rounds, somebody like that. Wow. I don't even know who that guy is. That's why I, mean, that's why I have you guys on the show. That's why I have the guys from the draft fix in their spots that they're at. And draft fix is moving to Tuesdays at noon. So you will be hearing those shows. But if you want to get your fix of the draft fix, make sure you go back and check out something that debuted this morning at 5 a.m. on our audio only platform. Man, it's fantastic. They talked to three different draft prospects. And it wasn't me going on the phone. Hey, will you talk to these guys? They went and got them themselves, including Bailey Zapp who is a, uh, a fine quarterback prospect. And actually, that's going to be an answer to a question that we have coming up. But I agree with you on the O-line. I think they're going to look at an offensive tackle. So that's something really important to me. But also, I forgot to bring this up right after your last answer to a question. I think that might you might have made history. I think you were the first person to use the word rubbish on a BTSC show since... <laughs> In the history of BTSC shows, so congratulations. Yeah. Unless you used it last week with Maddie P, I don't no. think I've ever heard that before. So that's awesome. We've got <laughs> we've got the lingo in Australia. We've got the lingo from Canada. Now we've got we've got plenty of Yenzer lingo, and so now we have got some British lingo too. So that that's great. So Dilly Dows ask this question which of the top qb prospects do you think will be available at the steelers second round pick which is a great question because a lot of people in steeler nation are hoping that they don't touch quarterback until the second round a lot of people will be very fine with that if they do who do you think's around i I, I worry that i don't know 52 you're gonna be looking like bailey zap caleb ellaby um those ones, I don't think. I mean, Sam Howell, I think, could drop as well. But I think Ritter will be gone. I think Willis will be gone. I think Pickett will be gone. Uh, Corral will be gone for definite. I think if the Steelers wanted a QB in the second round, where Ritter and Corral could fall, they'd have to trade up. But at 52, you're looking at probably Ellaby, um, Bailey Zapp, people like that at that sort of pick, I think. Really interesting. That's That's fantastic. So let me ask you this. What was the first moment, when do you remember when you heard Yinzer Ease for the first time? Oh, that was probably on some, some random YouTube video I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pittsburgh dad, probably. On. Yeah. And did you think it was uh, Alien from Outer Space? Um, you know what? No, because where i come from i i come from the northeast of england originally from sunderland and um you guys may know it as geordie rather than Mackham. um so we have quite our own sort of lingo as well so you know it's not weird for me for anyone to have their own sort of like dialect and stuff it is it, quite easy to figure out it's honest with you but i think there's so many similarities between pittsburgh and where i come from the blue collar nature the fact that they like good physical football which is what we like i think it's yeah there's so many similarities 
I absolutely love it. George Teston bails me out with AAF. It was yeah, the uh, American Association of Football or something like that. I It was the AAF, so thank you. I was never going to come up with that on my own, so I appreciate that. Brian Brown mentions, people say the Steelers are going to be worse. I don't believe that. Do you think the Steelers can dominate the North if Najee has a big year? Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. I think there's a lot of, there's just a lot of stuff spoken about us being the fourth team because we've got Trubisky and they've got all their players. But I genuinely think not if you look at Najee Harris last year, he was behind that awful offensive line that he was what still did run for 1,200 yards and something like 77% or 76% of his yards came after contact. So if we've got a, a line that's even improved to sort of midpoint in the NFL, he's going to have a, a, an absolutely superb year. Um, and I think with all with I've got faith in Mitch Trubisky. I think with Pat Freymuth will have a, a, a brilliant year as well. And I think with Najee, with Pat Freymuth, I think Chase will step up this year. I genuinely think that we can dominate the North. And I think there's a lot of teams that will underestimate the Steelers because of the fact we haven't got Ben Roethlisberger anymore. Fantastic. Javier asked this. If the jury, is the jury still out on Trubisky considering he kind of redshirted last year and his brief career with the Bears? I've got to jump in first yep. and say, well, he was 29 and 21 with the Bears. And he looked very good in training camp. I have a buddy that was, I mean, since training camp last year, said, man, I want Trubisky in Pittsburgh. And it's happened. We saw how he's trying to get the team together. He's trying to be a leader. I'm kind of excited about the leadership part and the fact that players followed him and agreed to work out with him. Um, so with Trubisky, I'm kind of feeling that, and I say this way too much, but I kind of feel like he's in the, in the realm of Tannehill mm. where Tannehill needed a new change of scenery. And I think Buffalo was the start to it. And I kind of really think that uh, the jury's always going to be out on a guy who has not played well. And even though 29 and 21 is not bad, but didn't have the success that a lot of people thought that a number two overall pick would have garnered. He's kind of, to me, Owen, he's, he's kind of a lot like Terrell Edmonds, if you're picking him up, if you're picking him up late in the first round or early in the second round, then he's exceeding expectations and he's a lot, lot better quarterback and he's probably still in Chicago at this point. Yeah, I agree. I think he was he's definitely victim of the fact that he was taken before Patrick Mahomes. He was taken before, you know, Deshaun Watson. And I think people use that as a stick to beat him with. Um and also, I think people forget as well that he worked under Matt Nagy, who is not a very good offensive coach, despite the fact he came from the Chiefs. And I think Bears showed that with the fact that he was obviously ruining fields. I think he tried to make Trubisky into a pure pocket passer, which is something Trubisky isn't. You know, if you look back at his time um, in North Carolina, he was very much a mobile quarterback. 
He liked to roll out. He liked to run with the ball. He liked to extend plays. And that's something I think that will help the Steelers. I mean, especially if you look at the likes of Chase Claypool, where you've got Claypool last year wasn't able to get those deep routes to run the deep routes because Ben was releasing the ball after 2.2 seconds. I think having Mitch, who's much more mobile, will benefit Chase. It'll benefit DJ. Um, yeah, I think. And also the fact that the guys work with Dab, Brian Dabali's worked with Ken Dorsey. They took um, Josh Allen, who was seen as being very an average quarterback coming out of Wyoming, to being one of the best in the NFL. So you can only hope that that's had a real positive impact on uh, Mitch. Vodka Drinker says, with what we've done in free agency, finally, Ben's contract, 20 seems like a luxury to use or either trade out of the first round for multiple picks later. Man, I'd love to see multiple picks, but remember, you lose a year. Do you think that matters using that, losing that year and losing that first rounder if you have the luxury of getting more picks? I wouldn't trade out the first. I'd trade back in the first um, to get extra picks. Um, but I think having that rookie contract, especially if you, it's a quarterback or wide receiver, having them on a five-year deal is something that is really beneficial, particularly when you consider these days how much you – they're now having to pay quarterbacks, having to pay wide receivers. Um, you know, having a five-year deal on someone like that is, is beneficial. So, personally, I wouldn't trade out out of the first round. I think having that extra year for those guys is beneficial for the Steelers and helps them to keep the, the uh, cap it down. All right, we're going to go rapid fire here. You've got yourself your first nickname. Hey, Bo, Britsburg Owen. Do you write oh. articles for BTSC? Yes, I've got some on fan posts on the um, on the fan post side of it as well. So yeah, I do some yeah. That's and that's how you do it. Anybody that wants to get involved, you get involved. You start with the fan posts and how Owen got involved on the podcast. And he was sending me samples, and it, it took a while. I finally had to tell him, "All right, you keep asking me in the live chat. Give me a second. I've got a plan for you. Just be patient." And the patience paid off. So. Yeah. Greg, uh, Greg W. Trubisky isn't known for his deep ball. How will Claypool fit? And that's a great question. I th I think that he was never given the opportunity to throw the deep ball in, in Chicago because he didn't have the deep threats. Um, if you look at how the Chicago offense was organized, it was very much organized on using Montgomery and Cohen and then dink and dunk passing underneath to Anthony Miller, to Alan Robinson. So I'd if you go back and look at um, Trubisky's scouting profile coming out of college, he has got a deep ball and he is able to throw the ball long. All right. Here's a here's another good one. And I'm just going to say, yeah, I have no problem with this. Would you be surprised if the Steelers took a wide receiver with the number one pick? No, I would not be surprised. Yes, I actually think they should. And if Jamison Williams is there, I don't care about the injury. You knock people over. If there is an old lady in a walker you might nudge her out of the way to take that card up as fast as you possibly can to get a guy like jameson williams i agree yeah i i would i wouldn't be surprised i think it'd be a great idea especially to get that fifth year because you have to pay wide receivers so much money these days and jameson williams if he falls chris alave who i've seen compared to jerry rice yeah absolutely go and get them run you know i said knock old ladies over knock everybody over to get there <laughs> And leave it on. What are your guys' opinion on trading up or down in the draft? Or do you think we should sit? Owen, basically, I'm going to answer for him because he basically said, don't draft out of the first, go down, trade out of the first round. But, you know, stick around, trade down to get a little bit more, but stay in the first round. 
Mm-hmm. You think we should sit if the right deal's on the table? I think that you are okay in the as long as you remain in the first round with what is there. I think you can go anywhere in this draft and be happy. Well, almost anywhere in this draft at number 20 and be happy unless you feel they're reaching for a quarterback. Doug Miller, do you think Lewis Riddick is still in the running? How about Honey Badger? Uh, Riddick, I don't know, dude. Go ahead, Owen. I don't think no. I, I think I think it's I think that's just going through due diligence. I think it'll be someone like I think Brandon Hunt, Omar Khan definitely will get the top job. Um, Honey Badger, I haven't. I honestly don't know what's happening. That it just seems to be lengthened out. I think if we get a strong safety in the uh, in the draft, then no, we won't sign him. All right. Will Canada show us wrinkles in the offense he didn't show last season? Yeah, I think so. I think given the fact he's now got his mobile quarterback, he's now got a quarterback that can fit his system. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see new things from the Canada system this year. All right. Marky D's asking you a question. Since we're short on time, he wants to ask about the terrible towel. How much is that a Pittsburgh Steelers shop? (laughs) You know what? You guys have each other's. You guys have each other's email. Um, so I, I'll, I'll let you know. You know what? I'll let, I'll let you answer that. L- listen to Marky D. He's trying to weasel his way into the show. There I'm, you not, go. I'm not sending the terrible towel for any money, Marky D. You cannot have it. Is, is it a? It's a special. Is it a special Brit? Uh, Britain one or what? No, it's just a normal. I got it off. I got it off Amazon. It's just a normal. Hang on, I'll get that. Get it down without breaking anything. No, you, you don't have to. I think I, I have that one. That's with the. Uh, Super Bowl wins on That's it. That's with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I, yeah. Come on, Mark. You can get that anywhere. <laughs> come on. You've been to Pittsburgh. You you can get that. All right. We're 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 gonna put Mark in timeout. I think. Um, <laughs> so I I'm looking. Uh, do you think that the Indiana standout to Gray Scales will be a viable third string middle linebacker? Yeah, he's been in the mix for the past couple of years. I actually think. Uh, I think that's a possibility. You mm. you never know. You've but with bringing Spillane back, that's a good thing. You have some depth that you just did not have before. So that's why I just don't think that you're you're uh, you're desperate. Rob Titoff, um, plain and simple. We need to draft Chris Olave or Williamson at twenty. Wide receiver is an immediate need. I really think it is. I think yeah. it's being becoming a lot closer to that but the thing about wide receiver is and check out jeff's show tomorrow when he talks about the steelers if they are still a wide receiver factory they do real well in the second round Mm. and other rounds with wide receivers as well so that's it for the questions we're going to go ahead and get on out of here oh and thank you so much for coming on the show i know this is a short quick show it is what time is it for you almost 2 a.m yeah, quarter to two in the morning. All right, man, get some sleep. Why are you <laughs> yeah, we'll screwing around with, with the Yankees over here? Right. <laughs> but, hey, we will see you again on BTSC. You never know when we're going to go to the bullpen. Bring up Britsburg Owen to get that voice from across the pond. If you want to listen to more of Britsburg Owen, he is going to be on my show, Bad Language, moving to its new home Mondays at two, excuse me, Mondays at noon, on the audio only platform and then moving to noon is the draft fix which will soon be the fantasy football fix moving to noon on tuesday with andrew wilbar 
and my good friend Jeremy Betts. Remember to check out all of the shows, especially starting out Wednesday, to go ahead and win those tickets. Man, I have been to the draft day party. I had to leave after about 20 minutes because my wife was eight and a half months pregnant and it was a 92 degree day and it was just miserable. So I think I want to win those tickets. I really want to go, <laughs> but Oh, and thanks again so much Thank you, for Bad. hanging out with us tonight. Thank you, Bad. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah. Been good. All right. For Britsburg, Owen, David, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. We ask you to do three things. The first is be safe. The second, be true to yourself. And third, always be behind the steel curtain. I'm going to ask you this too. No, I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to tell you. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloid. Stop and check it out. Models are back.